He just fills it. What if it's just a frozen yogurt compartment? It's just pink berry? It's pink berry. He just fills it with frozen yogurt. That's where pink berry comes from? <laughs> why do you think it tastes so good? All comes out of Robert Downey Jr.'s tits. <laughs> That's why it's pricey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Off Time Drive. My name is Tyler Pino. My name is Michael Holler. And this week we really don't have a whole lot to talk about. So let's just get into the big thing that everybody already knows. And if you're still with us. Okay, so we got this Avengers trailer. Or it's on Avengers. It is the Avengers. It's Avengers 2.5. Well, you mean Avengers 2. What? Avengers 2. I don't understand your joke. Technically, for it to have been, you know, anything other than Avengers 2, we would have needed to have gotten an Avengers 2 movie. Well, we got an Avengers 2, uh, two and a half hours worth of stuff happening. So so much was happening that nothing was happening. Um, It was was two hours of sequenced images that were cool, but... It was a big old globetrotting adventure that didn't really feel connected. What, like the Harlem Globetrotters? Yeah. Holy shit, what if that's the next movie? So we got this Avengers, not the Avengers trailer, the Captain America Civil War uh, trailer. What did you think of it? It premiered on Jimmy Kimmel. We actually talked about it on the last episode. Right. Well, at the time we recorded the last episode, we didn't know that they were going to release a trailer. They just said they were going to make an announcement, which I figured their announcement would be like... Robert Downey Jr. is like, I have three weeks to live. (laughs) And just like, Spider-Man's officially going to be in the movie or some shit that we already knew, you know? Um, but no, they, they debuted the first trailer for Captain America Civil War, or as I like to call it, Avengers 2. No, but seriously this time. Uh, to my understanding, they're not done filming? Are they just done with principal photography? Um, I thought that they were. I'm not sure. I, I, I'm pretty sure that they have to be done with most of it. Um, they, they're probably not shooting any like big sequences, but sometimes you have to go back and reshoot some stuff um, if your movie sucks or if you have to like fire one of your actors or your director Dan Forstick looking at you um, but um, so what did you actually think of the trailer uh, it, w- it looks like the Avengers movie we should have gotten I mean I felt that way about the I, I like the trailer I'll just put that out there but I felt the same way about the Age of Ultron trailer so now at this point I'm like I I don't have any room to comment, really. I mean, it was a well-cut trailer. Whether it's going to be a good movie, that's anyone's guess. Yeah, I really don't want it to be a revolving door of character cameos, and that's it. What it looks like. It looks like there's... Well, they're introducing a lot of people. They're introducing a lot of people, but it's not something like X-Men Origins Wolverine where the movie... There is no movie. It's just two hours of a revolving door of cameos. Yeah, you're exactly right about that. Um... But this, there is, they're introducing some characters like Black Panther, um, and I guess <laughs> Spider Man. I, I really liked how in uh, in the Civil War trailer, normally when they introduce a new character like that, they'll talk about it for a line, be like, "Oh, there is this one person," and they pop up. Black Panther was just bam, here I am, and then he kicks the Winter Soldier in the face. Yeah, and Kevin Smith had this thing where he was all about the Black Panther running. 
Like, I think it brought him to orgasm to watch the Black Panther run. So I went back and watched the trailer again. And I was like, I don't orgasm. No, I didn't remember it happening. It happens for like a fifth of a second. I'm like, wait, <laughs> this was the... Because he literally said it was the highlight of the trailer for him. Yeah, it was, it was a second where... The Winter Soldier is running, Black Panther is chasing the Winter Soldier, and Captain America is chasing Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Black Panther is a character that I don't know dick about. Um, I know that he is the ruler of the nation Wakanda, which is yeah, a fictional which, South African nation. Where we, uh, in Southern African nation. Because when you say South African, I think it's like South Africa. Like where Xena's from. Princess Warrior? Yeah, Princess Warrior. <laughs> um... She's in South Africa right now. Is she really? Yeah. Visiting family, not having a winter, things like that. Oh. Southern Hemisphere, it's summer down there. Isn't that fucking weird? No. It's like inverse. It's not It's still weird. fucking weird. Well, it's not because... You want to talk about weird. I think weird things is like the whole 30 days of night thing. Yeah, that is, that's weird too. But that's, it's the same effect. It's, it's all, the same principle, Michael. Yeah, but I'm from Florida, so it's like summer down there, but it's not technically su- It's literally summer there right now where it's autumn here. Well, I come from Hawaii. We're literally right yeah, on one the equator. Season, the and there's thing. one season, yeah. Actually, there's technically two seasons. There's hot, and then there's hot and rainy, so. Yeah, no, it's always hot and rainy in Florida. Florida blows. Yeah, you're goddamn right about that. And I'm going back on the 19th or something. The <laughs> day after Star Wars. Was Star Wars the 18th? Then maybe the 20th. Star Wars is the 18th. Um, We are seeing it on the 17th. I think Gion's coming up here while I'm down there. (laughs) That's so fucking counterproductive. Yeah. So he's probably going to have to come and stay with you. He was going to stay at my place for a while, but my parents bought me these tickets without really telling me. Oh. He could still stay at my place if he wants. Laura will be there, but he's also got, you know, where he used to live. It's not like he's going to be without a home. He lived with Sigourney Weaver, didn't he? Yeah. What? Isn't that the one where he'd say, like, oh, there's Sigourney Weaver walking her little dog? Doesn't she live in Brooklyn Heights? No, she lives on the Upper East Side. Really? Yeah. Well, he lives in Midtown East, or lived in Midtown East. He lived in, like, Murray Hill. Don't know where that is. Does Bill Murray live there? Xena also lives in Murray Hill, and I had no idea where it was, but it's one of those things, like, if you've ever looked for apartments in the city, it's one of the neighborhoods that pop up. Like, there's 20 million neighborhoods in Manhattan. And usually I know where they are because they'll be like Upper West Side, Upper East Side. You could figure out in your head geographically. <laughs> but this one, it's like Murray Hill. And I always feel like cause some of the neighborhoods that you click on that sound nice are fucking ghetto as fuck and you'll get killed. <laughs> Have you ever seen the film um, White Man Can't Jump? That's racist. Well, and no. It's a title. I haven't. No? But uh, I, I the, know the film. He's, this, the, the protagonist is staying in a hotel basically. Uh, that he, well, just like that you. He lives in. Uh, he's staying in an apartment you're that he lives like, in. And you're, you're, the, you're the proverbial white man in that equation. Exactly. And, and um, Half white men can't The jump. apartment that he's staying in is called the Vista View, and he goes off on the whole rant. He's like, there ain't no fucking Vista, and there ain't no goddamn view. You know, that's they, those words mean the same thing. I didn't write this film. <laughs> Take it up with Max Landis. Uh, what, what, there's no way that was Max Landis. It was... I don't know, I I will take it up with Max Landis. (laughs) I have a question. I didn't write that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Mr. Smarty Pants Hipster Motherfucker. I saw American Ultra. If you're so great, how do you explain White Man Can't Jump? I don't know. I didn't fucking write that. Shut up. (laughs) You're You're the only screenwriter whose face I could picture right now. 
Yeah, for reals though. Yeah, it's not it's not it's not a glamorous job. But uh but no uh, As far as filmmaking jobs are concerned, it's better than being a janitor. I mean Or like a septic tank cleaner. <laughs> or a septic tank. Or a septic tank. <laughs> You know how they uh, clean septic tanks? I really don't want to know. They send a guy with like a scuba mask and he goes and cleans the poopy. Oh no. No, they suck it out through a giant hose. But the guy still has to suck it out with his mouth. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, they have pumps and stuff that they can, but it's it's, a, it's the new guy's it's job. An old tradition. It's an old tradition. It's not going anywhere. But but no, this this uh, not Winter Soldier. This Civil War trailer. Um, I guess finally the Incredible Hulk movie is relevant once again. Disagree, but go on. Because the uh, Colonel Mustache McAngry Pants is, I guess, one not the lead, but he's the person in it. From from the Incredible Hulk. From the Incredible Hulk, yeah. Well, whoopty fucking shit, Michael. Yeah, they, they finally circled around and referenced something from Incredible Hulk. Actually, they referenced that he broke Harlem at the Avengers in the Avengers film, the first one. Uh-huh. And then that's the extent of what mattered. Really? Yeah, from The Incredible Hulk. But this one, they're bringing back Colonel Mustache McAngry Pants. Um, and he's, and he's I guess, in charge of implementing the Silicovia Accords. What is that? Um, well, the Silicovia... If, for those of you that aren't familiar, the Civil War in the comic book version was this whole registration act for superheroes, and they had to register with their secret identities. Yeah, well, the entire thing was um, it was a group of there was a reality show involved that yeah, where it got real fucking weird. Yeah, that well, to start it off, it was a reality show about superheroes tracking down supervillains, um, and then through a series of hilarious circumstances, one of the supervillains whose power was to just explode um, ended up at an elementary school and blew it up, and then. The government was like, holy fuck, we got to do something about that. Which why is, is it, interesting because... Why is it circumstantially, f- when, when kids died in elementary school, it's never mattered up until this point. If this took place in actual real world America, they'd say like, oh, you know, like it's really sad and everything and our prayers are with the family. Um, yeah, well, if it took place in actual real world America, they wouldn't have actually done anything about it. it yeah, exactly. It happen. Yeah. And then they just... And Obama would have been there like, this fucking... Well, it's like if well, if the Marvel universe has like a superhero equivalent of the NRA who's just lobbying to keep superheroes available. I don't know. It's <laughs> stretching at this point. The ridiculousness of this scenario is weighing heavily on my mind. Um, how 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 much depressing real life politics can we ground into this situation? A lot. Yeah, I really hope they incorporate Sandy Hook into this movie because that would be tasteful. It would be very tasteful, and it would Sandy be Hook, satirical in nature. Sandy Hook, Michael, I don't know if you know this, it didn't happen. Do you know there's like a, everybody knows the, the conspiracy theories about it, but you want to know something that's interesting. They are so fucking stupid, it hurts. Oh, these are the Have ones you ever are, like gone these, on like Are these a, the ones that are saying like, they didn't release the death certificates? Is that those the ones you're talking about? Oh, I didn't hear about that, but maybe. But I no, I went on like a a, a a rabbit hole of like a conspiracy theory rabbit hole one day not too long ago, and um, one of the main crux of the arguments was one of the girls uh, that w- was killed. They said, "Well, she shows up in pictures with Obama," and then I'm like, "Cause when they present it that way and they show the picture, I'm like, holy fuck, 
wow, that's, I'm like, wait a minute, it's her fucking sister, you stupid cunt. They're like, because there was a famous picture of, like, the family all together with, um, they had two girls, <laughs> uh, they had three girls, one was really young, one was in the middle, and then the one in the middle was the one that died, I believe. And she's wearing this dress in the picture. But then Obama took a picture with the family after it happened, and the girl is wearing the same dress. But it's like, that's how hand-me-downs work. The picture was taken three years ago. Why would the little girl look exactly the fucking same? In the God, people are stupid. You know, it, it's kind of always been this interesting point, too. Have you ever seen people in real life versus just seeing them through a video screen or through a photograph? I've never seen anyone in real life. That's a fair point. They look really different. What do you mean? I don't know, like, I feel like if you see, I mean, it's not just a fact where if you look at celebrities, I mean, we live in New York, mm -hmm. right? We see a lot of people. But there is kind of a different sense where you see them in a natural environment versus being in a film or being on a TV show. Yeah. I know, that always, it's always seemed awkward to well, me. Well, there is the phenomenon where everybody, there's that whole um, stereotype that actors are really short because of people like Tom Cruise. <laughs> but, no, there is um, a phenomenon where you kind of picture things in films as being bigger than they are. And that happens with buildings and stuff too. <coughs> that happens Michael with Michael Fossbender and Shame. Uh, is did he show joke. his dick? Yes. Ah. Ha <laughs> No, it happens with buildings and stuff. Like if you've ever seen pictures of buildings and then gone to the place, you're like, well that doesn't look that big. Like the Empire State Building, I think that all the fucking time. I'm like, it doesn't look that tall. Because everybody's like, oh it's so tall. I'm like, yeah, I've seen bigger. They're like, no, technically you haven't. I'm like, well, I've seen the Freedom Tower. That's taller. It's this whole argument that I have with myself in my head. But, no, it's the same <laughs> that's thing. What, that's what the medication is for, Tyler. It's just this, um, the human mind has a way of denoting significance um, by making it bigger, just in your mind. Because you see something in a movie, you're like, oh, it's important because it's a movie. Um, so your natural inclination is to think, oh, it's larger than life. Then you see it and it's just a regular person and you're like, oh, well, fuck you too. <laughs> Unless it's Tom Cruise in which... I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I've met celebrities, but I, I, I can't think of any of the, I, I don't, I've never really met like any major, major, major movie stars where I'm like, holy fuck, it's that guy. Or have I? I feel like maybe. <laughs> I have no idea at this point. Yeah, I, I don't know. But, um, it's like people at conventions and stuff. We, but we got not off like, on a tangent. We're talking about the accords. I've never met Tom Hanks or like Will Smith or something. If you if you had to see Tom Hanks, I've met Kevin Smith, but he looked exactly like I thought he would. And that's a person who's like a bigger star to me than to, well, he's a, he's a he's a celebrity. pretty decent yeah he's a star he's a pretty decent sized individual. <laughs> that's what you wow that's fucked, that's up, fucked up. He lost a lot of weight, Michael. <laughs> He did. He actually lost an alarming amount of weight. He did. I was watching him. Um, he can no longer call his podcast Fat Man on Batman. Well, yeah. Well, he's still, he's like, I'm a little bit overweight still. But looking at him like back in the day, because I forget, because you see him as Silent Bob and he's not that, he's he heavy set, but he's not as heavy as he was circa like the mid 2000s. I saw him on, um, I think it was on the Joe Rogan podcast. I was looking up him talking to Joe Rogan like back in 2011 and I was right. like, oh my God. Um, the yeah, man is he, round. Well, he yeah, Joe Rogan is fat as fuck. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> yeah, the the weight the weight loss is significant. Well, it's one of those things. It's like it's a person you see all the time. For me, anyway, like I see Kevin you Smith and things. It? Yeah, I fap to Kevin Smith all the time. That that's my thing. That's my niche. <laughs> Bears. <laughs> Rule thirty four. Yeah, gentlemen. 
Ladies and gentlemen. Um, but so, like, when I saw him, God. well, when we met him, it, it, I was like, wow, he looks thinner, but, you know, I didn't have anything to compare it to. But then seeing that, when he's like 400 some odd pounds, it's a lot of weight, Michael. <laughs> Tremendous weight loss. Congratulations to you, Kevin Smith. <laughs> Good job. Celebrate with milk. Um, anyways, the Accords. So this person blows up, and Shield. <laughs> We're still talking. Yeah, about. Shield institutes a policy where all superheroes have to register themselves. Like sex offenders. Like sex offenders, basically. Um, so that they could be somewhat held accountable for their actions and be called into play only when they're really, really needed. Um, and Was that a circumstance of the comic book plot? I don't know. I mean, Because I just remember them having to register, and that yeah. was significant enough because most superheroes had secret identities. Yeah, I can't necessarily remember who was on what side, but I imagine all of the X-Men would be against it. Why? They're because all, that's all public knowledge, isn't it? No, but the X-Men, the whole thing with the X-Men, the balance with that is the comic books used to be very based in, like, the civil rights kind of movement era. Well, yeah, but that's like a meta-commentary on the book itself. It is. And if you kind of think about that, I mean, especially with characters like Magneto, having to register yourself and kind of be cataloged in that notion would not oh, be yeah. very, yeah. You, you see where I'm going Holocaust. with this? I'm talking about the Holocaust, yeah. No, I don't know why you're dancing around it. It's not like you can't say that it's part of the character's history. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, but, but yeah, so for this one, it kind of seems like, and I, in the trailer, we see a fight scene that occurs where it's basically Captain America, the Falcon, Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch, who is unfairly just like a fucking, her powers are so ill-defined, she might as well be Goku from Scarlet Dragon Witch, Ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I believe was Vision in it? Cause I, remember I don't saying, remember seeing him. I remember they like on the poster, Vision was in it. Like, yeah, which but it's, is it's bullshit it's, because he's a god. Right. It's like, what side does Vision come down on? There's the winner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why even have other Avengers at this point? It's like, oh, who's going to win in a fight? Um, the Incredible Hulk or... Or fucking Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, um... But yeah, it kind of seems the like there's, the there's only that one scene we really see in the trailer where it features all of them together in a kind of big scene. Um, and I'm wondering how that's going to play out if it's just going to focus on smaller characters, or not smaller characters, but like smaller instances on a circumstantial viewpoint. And that's where they bring in characters to talk about. We saw in the ending credit scene of Ant-Man where when Bucky's arm is held in the vice... And I guess they got to try and get it out. I don't know. I think the implication is his arm is malfunctioning. Yeah, what happened with that? What what the hell is going on? Because it's still in this trailer. He's just been sitting there this whole time? Yeah, yeah. He's been sitting there since the Winter Soldier film. He's very hungry, and he really has to poop. <laughs> he's like a mouse on a sticky trap, but they die after like a day. It's, <laughs> it's basically just going like... He looks fine. His hair is immaculate. Cap. I need to shit. (laughs) Is someone grooming him while he's sitting there? Like, does somebody come and trim up his hair? Do they give him deodorant, or does he smell awful? Does he piss all over himself? Why not just take the arm off? It's not like a real arm, is it? (laughs) I I don't know, but but in the the ending for Ant-Man, I guess they're talking about the technology in his arm, I guess, and they're like, we can call Stark, and he's like, no, we can't talk to Stark. And then Anthony Mac, I don't, because they're fighting. They punch each other in the face, yo. And um, Anthony Mackie goes, I know a guy. And then that's where it stops. But. Who does he know? 
Uh, Pim. The Wolf of Wall Street. I don't think that's going to help. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio? <laughs> yeah. Actually, he actually knows Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Jogo Lee, as we all call him. Uh, that's not... We don't... <laughs> we don't say that? We don't say that. No one says that. Jogo Lee. I hope no one says that. Um, he knows Joseph Gordon-Levitt because he went out partying with him and Seth Rogen. So he's going to get Joseph Gordon-Levitt and then travel back in time. I'm going to go... Back in time. But. Gonna go back in time. But. <laughs> Did you ever see that sketch on no. SNL? It was way before you were born. I'm sure. What, what was it? Like no, 1994? Yeah. Um, <laughs> 1995 and a half. Yeah. But, um, but no, so it, it's interesting to see where this, play, where this plays out. Um, Ant-Man. Gonna go back in time. Ant-Man, interestingly enough, in every shot of the trailer. What? He's in oh, every shot of the trailer. What are you doing? You're doing shtick. You fuck. <laughs> I was like, Poop wait. Be wrong. He's not. You think, is he going to be in this? I don't, like, this is where it gets a little bit strange because I don't think that tonally he's right. I can't picture Paul Rudd in the Civil War. Yeah, it's kind of like injecting his character into um, the Winter Soldier, where the Winter Soldier is just a very tonally dark film. Yeah. In my opinion, probably the best of the Marvel films. Um, oh, easily. Yeah, and even with that film, they avoided Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark character. Because that would have brought the semblance of lightheartedness that is associated with the Iron Man movies. And while they're including Iron Man in Civil War, I feel like they're doing so with a very heavily negative connotation. Uh, how do you mean? I mean, with every shot you see of Iron Man in this trailer, um, he says something just woefully depressing. And kind of, I would say that it seems unjust of how we have established this character before in all the previous Iron Man films. No, people are complex, Michael. He could have different areas of his personality, and I think that the Iron Man character, um, his glib, kind of charming attitude really is the armor in his character. It's the face that he puts onto the world. His literal armor or his metaphorical armor? Obviously, his metaphorical armor, you cunt, or else I'd have just said his armor, you stupid. He did say his armor. We, well, yeah, but after saying a whole bunch of other stuff. I wasn't paying attention like half our audience. Listen. I don't, I don't listen to this. The Tony, the quippiness, the the arrogance, all of that, that it's just seems to be that it's covering something else up. There's a lot of darkness and pain to Tony Stark, which I hope comes out because honestly, we thought it was going to come out in Iron Man three and it didn't. It was supposed to like if he's got fucking PTSD. If ever there was going to his demons are going to come out, it would be then. But this is why I'm saying I'm cautiously going into this movie because it looked like Age of Ultron was going to be a dark film. It yes. looked like it was going to be a serious film with consequences and stakes, and it had none of those things. <laughs> yeah. But was, uh, oh, God, it was just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's just conflicting. Like, if you think back to Iron Man 2, it starts off with him arguing against Congress about giving up his Iron Man suit to the Department of Defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's done a complete about-face. Now he's done a complete about-face. He's like, no, we need to work for the government. There need to be restraints and limitations, which... Well, there should be. 
Well, there should be, yes, but A, I can understand that if you're taking from the viewpoint where he's literally caused most of the problems in the Marvel movies. Yeah, well, he just needs to stop doing what he's doing. He he's needs making to stop making worse. things, yeah. Um, he needs to stop making things. But, I don't know, it just, still, listening to that made it seem a little weird, just because I was like, Wait, whoa, same character? It's like looking at Daniel Craig in Casino Royale versus looking at Daniel Craig in Spectre. Mm-hmm. Technically speaking, same character, but not at all. I don't know where you're getting that from. What do you mean? Explain yourself. Well, I mean, with Spectre and Casino Royale, you'd have a Bond character that would literally do the opposite mm-hmm. of what he'd previously done. What do you mean? I mean, in Casino Royale, there's a sequence where he's trying to gain information. Uh, so he goes and he seduces this, like, the contact's wife. Like you do. Right, but before they... If you're Bond. If you're Bond, but before they get to bang, he's like, all right, I have a job to do, and he leaves prior mm-hmm. to the sex. And then Inspector, you see him, and for some reason he goes and visits this girl, I guess, that was never really the, clearly the, defined. The middle-aged broad? Yeah. Which one? Uh, the the <laughs> they were both. I was gonna say the unimportant one, but they're both so no, woefully no, no. unimportant. The boring one. The first one. one the, the more boring of the two. No, the, the one that's with, definitely the blonde one. Holy the, fuck. The one with less screen time than the other. Okay. Um, and she's like, these men are coming here to kill me. It was such a weird sequence. It yeah. didn't seem like there was any point to that at all. No. Um, and he's like, these men are coming here to kill me. He's like, well, it's enough time to bone. And Yeah, but that's a very bone thing to do. Not in Casino Royale, apparently. Well, Casino Royale was the beginning of it. The, Casino Royale, if he was still the same character he was in Casino Royale, I would call that a failure. Um, as a narrative, because you want the character to have an arc. And especially when you're rebooting a character like Bond, you don't want to go and change him completely, but we do want to see something different. So you take him as like this kind of roguish amateur that he was in Casino Royale, a very competent amateur, but he's not the person that we know. And then we get him to the point that he's the person that we do know. But I, I... I'm not saying that they did a terribly good job at that, but I think that's what they were going for. The whole thing with Casino Royale is that it it established that he's not some super spy. He is an assassin. He wasn't a super spy yet. Right, but the whole thing is they established that he's an assassin with an agenda. Uh He solves all of his problems by very, very brutalized acts. Right. And then by the time we get to Skyfall, you're still seeing that kind of ruthless efficiency but the wit and the charm is starting to shine through. And by the end of Skyfall, you see everything reverts back to the original 1960s and 70s Bond, where he has the car, he has the attitude, he has the charm, he see, has M, he has money, Penny. Everything reverts. And Spectre is just... It takes that reversion and it brings it back to square one. I mean, it's just a matter of perspective, though, that you're looking at it as a reversion. Um because what you're doing, you're comparing it to the other movies, which obviously is natural because... They're sequels? Yeah, no, I mean, well, they're not sequel. The This is a reboot. It doesn't necessarily take place in the same universe as Pierce Brosnan or Sean Connery or George Lazenby or right, but Roger it's, it's, Moore. It's or, not a hold reboot on, Timothy from, Dalton. It, it's not a not re- even Woody Allen. It's, it's, not a, it's not a reboot, though, from Casino Royale. And for it to be right. so tonally conflicting, I mean, even just in the motivations of the characters... It seems almost cartoonish in nature. I don't know. I think that you're looking at this as like a very... I don't, people are complicated, like I said. 
I think it's more interesting to see people do things that are unexpected. Yeah. Like, like I've seen Iron Man do the stupid bullshit for seven movies now. Let's see a different side of his personality. People are multifaceted. Well, I mean, even things by the, like... With Casino Royale, we have a very interesting villain in Mads Mikkelsen's character, Le Chief, where he's not... I mean, he's a bastard, yes, but he has very clear motivations for what he's doing. He's setting up this poker game so that he can win back the money that he lost trying to play the stock market because he's the private banker for all the world's terrorists. And in Spectre, we have... Um, Christoph Waltz's character, Blofeld, who is angsty and angry at Bond because yeah, Daddy no loved him more. There's it, it no just, point to the character at all. Yeah, it just everything feels so mismatched. It was poorly done, I'm not, and I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just saying, looking at what they did, I think what they were trying to do was the overall arc was we start him off as this brutish kind of hellion in, in Casino Royale, and then we get him to the more refined... Um, uh, cheesy super spy in this, which I don't think Daniel Craig is right for. Jan- no. Daniel Craig will never, ever, ever be Pierce Brosnan, no matter what they want to throw at him in the movie, and I think that's why this movie didn't work. I think Daniel Craig would be perfect for the James Bond of the early novels, where he was this brutish kind of killer. He was this assassin, but conversely, he also had this area of his personality where he liked finer things. He liked fine dinners. He he was basically a socialite who also was, you know, an extremely effective murderer. Right. And I mean, even things in Casino Royale, there'd be very tense dialogue where they'd ask him, like, do you have a problem with killing people? And he's like, well, I wouldn't be very good at my job if I did. Right. But there would be nice kind of quippy moments where he would still have that wit and charm. Mm-hmm. Um that would shine through, and it wasn't overwhelming. It wasn't necessarily a Marvel movie where the joke coincides with the action almost on a 50-50 basis, Mm -hmm. but it's something that is punctuated by how serious this character is, and then you see, oh, right, he is actually a human being. Uh, This one just kind of felt like a joke, and the one thing I always really love Daniel Craig for is that when you tell he's Bond, and when he saves the day, he saves the day because he worked his ass off for that shit. Mm Mm-hmm. And Spectre kind of went back to the whole, well, he saves a day because he's James Bond. Duh. Right, right. Well, yeah, if you look at the Brosnan films um, and even the earlier ones. I do not believe for a second that Pierce Brosnan could save the world. Exactly. But, and he's, it's also easy. He may as well be a superhero. But with Daniel Craig, it looks difficult, as it should, because it would be fucking difficult. Um, yeah, I don't know. See, because Daniel Craig does seem like the person that could do both things. He would be perfect for that. For Did you read the Casino Royale book? A long time ago. Because you'll have, you know, pages. They changed the game because it wasn't poker. In, it, uh, it was uh, Baccarat. It was off. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it, well, yeah, it's Texas Hold'em in Casino Royale in the movie because it's just. More hey, thematic. it's a. More people it's, are familiar with it. Yeah, yeah. It's And it's easier to, even if you're not familiar with it, it's easier to understand. It's like what they did with V for Vendetta, where they changed the government system. Well, V for Vendetta completely got the message of the book wrong. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, it also, it had a nice message nonetheless, but it was a different message. Yeah, I'm fine with the movie, but it's, I could see why Alan Moore hates it. Because it, uh, it's, that's a whole different bag of dog shit. But, um... 
but no. No, with, with Tony Stark, like, to see him now being like, no, we need to have limitations, we need to have this, it it just kind of felt weird. Mm-hmm. However, taking into perspective what happened with Age of Ultron, and the Silicovia War uh, Accords, what you see for a brief second and what the whole film is basing itself around, is based on that fictional Eastern Europe nation that was almost obliterated. Well, it was obliterated. Well, this is the thing. I'm happy that he's changed his tone because that's that's an arc. I mean, we're seeing that the character has learned something over seven fucking movies. Because if you're just doing the same thing again and again and again, that's why I don't like the Marvel movies. That's why I'm so fucking bored with them, is you'll have all of these... It looks like there's going to be consequences to the film, like when they decimated S.H.I.E.L.D. at the end of Winter Soldier. But then at the start of the next movie, it was like, who cares? It doesn't matter. Didn't affect us a single fucking lick. Yeah, and that's We'll still have Nick, Nick... I, I keep wanting to call him Nick Cave. Nick Fury come out of nowhere. Nicholas Nick Cage. Jackson. Yeah. Um, What's up, Jules? It's like Nick Fury Holy comes shit, out in a fucking helicarrier, and he's like, oh, yep, had it in storage. No, fuck you, you had it in storage. That's bullshit. <laughs> what if- Where did the last movie didn't matter, and it was awesome. You just had to make this dog turd. It, it would be funny. Can you imagine if um, Nick Fury... His character was actually Jules from Pulp Fiction, and this is just what he did after he retired. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to be a hitman anymore. I'm going to be whatever it is I do now. And I mean, has he killed anybody in these movies? Yeah, in the first one. Oh, then yeah. can't be Jules. He went back on his vows. Yeah, but, oh, well, I mean, he could. That's called an arc. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the, I saw, I saw the, the, there was a, a trailer. And it's a faux Marvel arc if they just reset it without, just reset without commenting on the fact, like, oh, in the last movie I said I wasn't going to kill anybody? Yeah, fuck that. Oh, guess what? I blew up See, all my Iron Man arc. suits. That's, that's being willfully forgetful. I blew up An arc my... would be like, oh, yeah, I, I had that thing, but I decided I can't do it because it's too hard. Even that, that's a shitty arc, but it's still an arc. I blew up all the Iron Man suits, and after I did that, I just made I hundreds more. and hundreds of more <laughs> Iron Man suits. Um, God, I hate these movies. Why does everybody want to kiss Marvel's balls? Like, this is the fucking God's gift to cinema. Look at all of these problems, Michael. Yeah, I, I will Listen, say this. nerds. Say this. The overabundance of Marvel movies makes films like Jurassic World successful. And seeing films like Jurassic World be successful is a very dangerous thing to cinema. It feels like... You're telling the studios that, oh, yeah, this is what we want. This is what we want to see. And that is a degradation of cinema. Jurassic World is, it's big, it's loud, it's stupid. Um, And a lot of people make the commentary, oh, just tear your brain off and enjoy a popcorn movie when dinosaurs fight dinosaurs. And if you think back to Steven Spielberg when he first delivered with Jurassic Park, he not only gave us a very engaging and thrilling film, but it was a very interesting, well-written film with great characters. So to see people kind of renege on the latter and just stick with the former, it, it hurts. I mean, see, but it's, here's it's the like thing saying, about it's people: like this. we'll we'll consistently get movies like Terminator Genesis Weiss, and we'll never ever see a movie like T Two Judgment Day ever again. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm afraid of. Well, here's the thing about people. The general moviegoer doesn't really care about story. They just want something like Marvel. But, you know, you release these Marvel movies twice a year for seven years, you just get tired of superhero movies. Then you're like, oh, I'm just going to go look at the same thing as a dinosaur film. So it doesn't matter that the story is bad. They don't give a shit about that. Um and what upsets me the most about Jurassic World is that movie pulled the wool of the eyes of many, many fucking critics as well. 
looking at that film, I'm, the only thing that I could say about it is it's not a Marvel movie. <laughs> Which is positive. Uh, sort you. of. Yeah. Well, in, it, in a way, but that's not enough to make a good movie. It's like people forgot. It's like critics forgot. They were like, oh, well, you know, I guess it's fine. I mean, everything about it sucks, but I guess it's fine. It looks different. Yeah. It's a different color. It's a different shade of turd. No one's wearing spandex. Yeah. No, no one wears spandex in Marvel either. Hulk. Name one. The Hulk. Ah, uh, he has stretchy pants, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but it, it but <sighs> yeah. so the Sokovia Well, see, the difference between Marvel and something like Jurassic World is Marvel, they make decent films within their, per, on a per film basis. If we forget everything else, my biggest qualm with Marvel is they don't play by their own rules. They'll have these things. There's no consequence to any fucking Marvel film. Um, and they just started over the next one, even though they have all of this continuity that everybody likes to talk about. They really don't. That's like smoke and mirrors because nothing that happened in fucking Captain America Winter Soldier mattered in, 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 in Avengers 2. Nothing that happened in Ant-Man mattered anywhere in the world. Everybody forgets that there was an Incredible Hulk movie. It's yeah. like after a couple of months, people forget and they don't care. So yeah, we have the same characters appearing again and again. And yeah, every movie looks the same aesthetically. But there's, there's no sense of continuity for me, personally, anyway. I want to see a movie where they set something up and then they fucking continue it. Not yeah, they set something up and then like, you know what? We're going to do something different now. Yeah. It's going to be the same thing as the last one, but none of the decisions that the characters made, that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see that they're going with the whole... Because I'm not sure whether or not they're doing the actual registration for some uh, yeah, more of the I, film. Honestly, I still don't really understand what's happening well, in this the, trailer. The whole thing with the Silicovia Awards is that... Accords... Fucking awards. Accords well, it just, is that they're trying to keep these superheroes responsible to a physical embodiment that they could report to. In the comic books, that was S.H.I.E.L.D. However, with no S.H.I.E.L.D. now, they're probably just going to be like, oh, it's other acronym which makes a word or something uh and i, I again that goes kind of back to the lack of consequence like we don't have a shield now so how are they going to facilitate the civil war they'll they'll just mcguff they'll just fucking pull something out their ass but mm-hmm. th- this seems to be about superheroes need to be under strict orders about when they can intrude upon certain circumstances I'm not necessarily certain whether or not they're Well, they should be WMDs. Like, we have them, but we don't use them unless they, we really, really need them. Dr. Manhattan, he's a, he, the whole thing in Watchmen was he was the nuclear deterrent right. with Russia during the Cold War. I would say that that's, that's a big, big, big example, though, because he was, like, literally God. A God, yeah, he was literally maybe, God. He maybe, was literally Vision. Yeah, maybe Vision has that role in this film. I didn't really necessarily get that in the last one. I mean, we saw that Vision has a lot to do. Or he can do a lot, but I think that some of that might be shit that people are pulling from the comics. Because just given what I saw in Avengers 2, I'm like, well, he shot lasers out of his eyes and he flew. What else did he do? He didn't have, like, reality manipulation. Because if, if Jesus comes back and all he could do is shoot lasers out of his eyes, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> and he comes like, back. Like, that's and, it? He comes back and his, his only two tricks are turning bread into fish and turning water into wine. Yeah. I was like, really? I've we... listened. I've seen a David Blaine show. Yeah, I was point. gonna. I was just gonna say, <laughs> I'm making a fucking cult to David Blaine right now because he's more magical than you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Chris Angel cuts what? himself in half and walks into a room that way. 
What if what if it is actually what if David Blaine is actually Jesus? And the whole time he's just been like, well, if I said I was Jesus, people would think I'm crazy. I hope so. I hope that David Blaine is like a demigod of some sort. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a demigod, but instead of being like Thor or Loki, he just has cheap parlor tricks. He just turns, he turns beer into money sometimes. That's a hell of a lot better than water into wine. That's a hell of a lot see- better than money into beer because everyone can do that. Did you ever see that video? He's like, it's, he does the street magic thing and there's this homeless guy that's got like a cup of uh, beer. Uh, well, he, David Blaine brings the beer and he pours it into the guy's cup and then he's like, and he puts his fingers in it and the guy freaks out because he's like, get your fingers out of your, my drink, Blaine. And then he pulls it out and it just turns, it's like you see the liquid almost like disappearing and turning into change. It was a miracle. It was a goddamn miracle. There's no way that he couldn't, that he could have done that without digital trickery or... He's the Messiah. He's the Messiah. I read about what Jesus did. Perfectly cool for back then, but you know, you got to step your game up because now we have CGI. If you really want to impress somebody. Now we have J.J. Abrams. You've got your work cut out for you. Can you imagine what would happen if the second coming of Christ happened on December 18th? Would anyone notice? Only if he like came out of the screen. Like if the movie starts starting and like the title scroll comes up and then he just walks out in front of the screen and he's like, I am back! And he's like, get the fuck out of the way! Move it! Jesus Christ! Fucking move! God damn it! Oh, good lord. So yeah. you died for our sins. A big deal. But Han and Chewie are back in the Falcon. So, anyway. Um, so, yeah, so no, our- but to bring it back to... Are they going to register superheroes at this point? Well, this is the thing. Watching that trailer, I, when I see this, the story that appears in my mind just seems to be Captain America fighting for a Winter Soldier. And that's just me when I look at it. Yeah. I'm like, it looks like the entire crux of the conflict is him defending Bucky and everybody else being like, no, no fuck, fuck Bucky. Bucky. That's yeah. a gay-ass name. <laughs> no, I feel like if they're going to do it, they're going to frame it in this whole, like, the Sokovia War, uh, Accords, um, and have this framework, but the catalyst for Steve Rogers turning against it is Bucky. Did he scrape the red star off his arm, I wonder? Who gives a shit? Are we really that offended by the Soviet Union anymore? Yeah, because I have, I can't remember whether I saw it. Wait, he's not Soviet. He was, like, Hydra, I don't know. Yeah, he was Hydra technically. Was he supposed to be Soviet was, in the comics? He was taken by Hydra in. Because you say the Winter Soldier, the Winter I think Soldier, Russia, because it's cold. But he was a Russian assassin, I believe, in the comic books. Don't know why. He was. Maybe it's because the train crashed in Russia. I don't fucking know. Working for Daddy Poots. Daddy Poots. George Takei posted a picture on Facebook that's been like, I don't follow him on Facebook, but somebody re, re, Facebooked it. <laughs> You want to say retweet, but I guess it's not because it's Facebook. <laughs> they they rebooked it. But it's just, they refaced it. It just it's like a line of text that says, "If you're low and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits?" And it's a picture of Vladimir Putin on a Ritz cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Putin on a Ritz. <laughs> ah. But it's a funny name. But 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 yeah, because I mean I mean in this Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
not many people have secret identities. No, no one. Well, I, mean, I can't think of anybody. I mean, Hawkeye has a secret identity. What's Hawkeye's name? Well done. <laughs> no, but really, what is Hawkeye's name? Do you know? Uh, Clint. Oh, it Barton. is Clint something, isn't Clint it? Clint Barton. Clint Barton? Barton. My name is Clint. Clint. I actually know a person named Clint from back in school. Did you call him Clinterus? I wish. I didn't know him that well, so it would have been weird if I was like, yo, if what you, up? If you were a dinosaur, he'd be a Clintosaurus. <laughs> Clintosaurus. I believe that's actually what the next big bad in the Jurassic World 2 movie is. Are they just going to step up the title? Is it going to be Jurassic Worldier, or is it going to be like Jurassic Galaxy? Jurassic System? Jurassic Solar System? Yeah, if it's dinosaurs in space, I'll see the shit out of it. <laughs> it's Turok. It, yeah, like how Escape from New York Chris just got Pratt, bigger and bigger. Yeah, Chris Pratt traveled back in time, and then it's and now Turok. Back in time. Actually, Escape from New York well, I mean, didn't get were, bigger and bigger. It went to L.A., then it was supposed to go to Escape from the Earth, but well, it never did. got around it was, to it. Yeah, there was, um, I want to call it the spiritual successor. To Escape from L.A. or Escape from New York, there was this movie called Lockout with Guy Pearce. Mm-hmm. Where this whole th- well, the whole plot was... It, it wasn't a very good movie. I mean, I love Guy Pearce. It wasn't a very good movie. It just felt poorly edited. I feel like it was probably the best 80s action movie to come out very poorly timed. <laughs> to, to come out of 2007? To come, no, to come out of fucking 2012. Oh, well. Um, but what happened was uh, there was this whole big... They built this huge space station in outer space... Well, it would be weird if they didn't. They built, like, a space station in Detroit. <laughs> Wouldn't make any sense. But, um... But, no, Winter Soldier. It, I mean, I really hope it's the Avengers sequel that we should have gotten. And I feel like the Russo brothers did a fucking phenomenal job with Winter <laughs> Soldier. <coughs> Just calling it right now probably won't be. The movies are too safe. Look, I love what Marvel's doing on Netflix. Yeah. I don't like what Marvel's I, doing in movies anymore. I, I, I just like, can't stand it anymore, dude. I'm so I, done. I believe that the Marvel TV and the Marvel Cinematic, like the two heads of those, don't really like each other, and that's why they're not really crossing over with one another heavily. Let me just say this about Black Panther. It's fucking racist. It is a racist relic from the 70s where every black superhero had to have black in their name. And we're just going to pretend like it's not racist? Where are these PC people that... Like, get up in arms about shit like the Great Gatsby on campus. I'm going to write to Tumblr tonight and say, yo, you hear about this fucking Avengers ship, bro? They got a black guy and they calling him Black Panther and shit. That's how, like, all PC people talk in my head. They're, like, real, like, almost New York, like, 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 like. New Yorkites. New Yorkites. Brooklynites. Brooklynites. Manhattanites. They're all like, yo, bro, you PC and shit? Fuck you. Yeah, it's Brooklyn. Um, but... Yo, you hear about this Avengers shit, bro? Oh my fucking God. I That's almost Boston. There like are a lot of people that talk like that because they live in New York City, Michael. Yeah. Um, they're all over. They're all around us. They surround us. In the boroughs. In Jersey. It surrounds us. It binds us. It penetrates us. Whoa, what Wait, was that last was one? That one? <laughs> but, um... 
but but no, it it it'll it'll be interesting to see. It's funny though because this whole registration they covered last season on Agents of Shield and it caused a very big divide within the people because they thought it was very inhumane. And there was this kind of argument where this is inhumane. You're literally cataloging people, and they're like, "Well, we need to know." They these. brought this up on Agents of Shield yeah. already. Yeah, like a year ago, and the whole thing was with the Inhuman subplot or the main plot, and they had to talk about that's going to make a loud noise if you open that fucking container port. And you know what else makes a loud noise, Michael? Fucking being in Midtown Manhattan. So shut up. Are you done? Just, just, just leave it. Don't touch it. Just don't touch it. It's broken. If it's broken, you broke it. Um, no, they covered this whole plot in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. last year where you had these two factions of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Inhumans and you just fucking dropped cornbread all over my goddamn floor. Um, I'm just in the one place. And that one as well. <laughs> and... The whole thing was, you saw these two sides of the story where... It's fine. <laughs> and, and you would have this kind of interesting dilemma where, yes, they were literally cataloging people. Um, but conversely, you also saw how dangerous they can be and how S.H.I.E.L.D. needed to know a way to stop them. They needed to keep certain ones isolated. And it prevented a very interest. It presented a very interesting moral dilemma, and I feel like oh, I hope that's what Civil War is going to do. But we'll see. Yeah, no, it's probably not. The whole movie could be just another search for an Infinity Stone, but I'm going to find another one, and they're going to put it somewhere where it doesn't belong, like in your butt, in your butt. The audience? No, yours in particular. You're going to be in the movie, and they're going to slam an infinity stone in your ass. They're like, oh, oh we got into Vision's forehead. We got to hide this somewhere quick. And you're like, hey, guys, I have an idea. <laughs> yeah, no. And you just open Wasn't your that the thing that fucking obliterated people when they touched it in Guardians of the Galaxy? Well, that was the power gem. Power Man? From Jessica Jones? Mm-hmm. Power Man. Great Christmas. Yeah, no, the one, the, wait, was it the power gem? Oh, the Space Jam? Uh, welcome to the Space Jam. They all kind of did the same thing. That's why I don't like them as a plot device. They're just... It's so boring. No, do you remember the... What uh, happened to character in, in movies? They all left and went to Jurassic World, but not really. <laughs> They're all in independent films at this point. Not characters, just the concept of character. Oh, yeah, that I don't know. Like, where's conflict anymore? It's just... <laughs> Oh, uh, it's got... on Netflix. Duh. Exactly. Like, why can't they do something like that in the movies? It well, doesn't have to be like dark and driven like Jessica Jones, but Jessica Jones is very much a, the story of two people. There's a lot of people in the story, but the core conflict is between Jessica Jones and the Purple Man and their relationship. I feel like it's really funny that they took. There are no possibly... relationships in the movies. No, they're not. There are also no sex scenes. No hardcore sex scenes. Well, look, and I get that, because it's like a general... I, I'm not but saying, oh, we need titties in the Marvel movies. Oh, blah. I could give a shit. I'm just saying, like, there are interesting character dynamics that you could play with Yeah, they in played the with it in the trailer for Iron Man 3. Yeah, that's what they, they're doing in this one. But I, I just... I have this feeling that we're going to go see it, and, you know, 
they're going to punch him for two minutes, like, at the end of this trailer. That was kind of brutal. That's yeah, that, like, it's my that favorite was, line in the trailer. He he's got like, fucked up. He's like, Tony, he was my friend. He's like, well, so was I. And that's going to be the one good moment in the entire movie, and the rest is going to be Infinity Gauntlet shit. <laughs> you know, it was it was interesting I was watching that, because if you think about Iron Man and Captain America, if you look back at the first Avengers movie, it made it seem like Captain America was the most useless of the Avengers. No, no. No? Hawkeye. Hawkeye was up on a roof, like, calling out shit, and he was still hitting things with arrows, and people were exploding. We'll see, but Captain America... Captain America was punching people in the face. Are we talking about in, like... Avengers. Yeah, in the Battle of Downtown. Battle of the Financial District. It wasn't in Midtown. Yeah, it was. It was in front of Grand Central Station. You sure? Yeah. I could have swore it was downtown. Nope. It's in front of Grand Central. I never heard of that. Where is that? It's... But, um, so but like yeah, a, and, and in this like one, it, you're kind of you're kind of seeing like they're tag teaming Iron Man, and Iron Man's getting the piss beaten out of him. Yeah. I have no idea. Like, if you throwing encase, that shield back you, and forth, if you encase yourself in armor, and then get a really cool looking fight scene. I will say, really, yeah, it was really nice because they use a very nice wide angle, and we didn't have this choppy fucking. Well, it's it didn't it didn't look like movie fighting. It looks like like when you watch like a UFC match or something, and it's just like it doesn't look fancy. It's not like when you watch a Taekwondo match and they're doing like gymnastic kind of shit. They're just beating the piss out of each other, and you're like, oh my god, that looks horrible. That's what like that's the feeling you get watching this. You like you feel bad for Tony Stark. You're like, holy fuck, he's getting obliterated. <laughs> beat, yeah, and. <laughs> I, I felt like even with... The whole thing, though, with Iron Man is you imagine that he takes much more damage than he would physically possibly endure being encased in a metal suit of armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, how much is he actually feeling? But he's losing that fight. Pretty hardcore. <laughs> Pretty hardcore. I just kind of want to see him, like... Well, it also looks America. like it's electrocuting him because every time they hit him, there's, like, a pulse. Like, you see it underneath the armor. Like, it looks like whatever... I think of it in terms of Halo. Like, you could get shot a bunch of times and not feel it, but after your shields are down, then you start to feel it. Then you then that two-ton of metal armor makes you an absolute bitch. Yeah, then, yeah. yeah, now he's, like, a giant paperweight that's just getting fucking face-raped with fists. But, that should be the title of this episode. <laughs> Charlie Sheen has AIDS. You want to know how? Um, <laughs> but too soon. Uh, that wasn't a surprise to anyone. I feel like that shouldn't have been a surprise to anyone. Um, but but no, like he's getting he's getting. And there's that one scene where the Winter Soldier physically tries to tear the arc reactor out of his chest, and then you see he does it with Rhodey. Yeah. Wait, Rhodey has an arc... Yeah, I guess just in the suit. Yeah. Tony Stark doesn't have an arc reactor in his chest anymore. No, they they took it out, but then they made it irrelevant. It was always so weird to see, like... Like, it was gross. Whenever he takes it out, it's, like, lubed up with, like, white shit. Yeah. Let's fuck his Pus? Yeah. Oh, no, he says it's not pus. It's just a secretion of something. Oh, I thought it was, like, a... Like a lubricant. I didn't think it was something that was actually coming out of him. No, it wasn't coming out of him. It was coming from the metal components in it. I remember that part in the first Iron Man where Gwyneth Paltrow has to reach into it. And she's like, oh, it's yeah, it was gross. Puss. I was like, oh, that's gross. It's like the. It's like when the um, cyborgs or the androids. It's like frozen in. yogurt. He just fills it. What if it's just a frozen yogurt compartment? It's just pink berry. It's pink berry. He just fills it with frozen yogurt. That's where pink berry comes from. <laughs> pink berry. Why do you think it tastes so good? 
All comes out of Robert Downey Jr.'s tits. <laughs> That's why it's pricey. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Anyway. Civil War. Yeah, I don't remember what we were talking about. Gwyneth Paltrow. Puss. Uh, yeah, we were talking about, like, the set. Iron well, Brody, Man. do you think Brody dies? Someone's gotta die. Someone's I mean, gotta die. I like. I don't want them to go the pussy Disney route and not kill anybody, but it's not going to be anybody of consequence because, as we were going to bring up and haven't thus far, there was this comment on Jimmy Kimmel, where um, principal photography has already wrapped on this movie allegedly, but then Robert Downey Jr. said to Chris Evans, um, "Well, we got to go back to Atlanta, where they had been filming this." What if it's what actually? If- oh no, we're filming Walking Dead. Where people also don't die, apparently. Uh, well, only if you're Asian. Well, they come back. Only if you bitch loud enough. How did he live? He, like, hid under a dumpster, from what I hear? It's a whole culture I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get Walking it. Walking dead culture. Not Asian culture. I just realized that I had said something about Asians, like, 30 seconds before saying culture, so I think the connection that people would make would be like, he doesn't understand Asian culture? You why just don't he, understand why Asian. He, why didn't he just ask his friend? I don't understand it either. Yeah, you understand it less than I do. Yeah, exactly. It's saying something. Again, we should change this podcast to White Man Teaches Asian Man About Asian Culture. Did you, did you know about tree rape? Or tentacle rape? Of course you did. Yeah, I saw Evil Dead. Yeah, we talked about that all the time. Anyway, so they're going back. So obviously Captain America and um, Iron Man are not going to die. Unless Which the was final... the front runners for one of them has to die, in my mind. Yeah, and the whole argument is, well, they already have two people lined up to take over the Captain America mantle, but also Robert Downey Jr. is very expensive. Yeah. So. And Robert Downey Jr. is Unless they're going back to film the death scene. No. They're just filming a very intimate, they're both shirtless in a small room in a bathtub with candles, and that's why... RDJ has got all the, the, the Pinkberry lube. <laughs> It's like, I can fix this, and he just unscrews his chest, and it's <laughs> He's got, like, a handle, like a, like a, like a fro-yo handle, and just comes all spiral in the center oh, of his chest. He's like, oh, I know what this calls for. There's two net, uh, the two net handles on either of his nipples. I was just pantomiming it for people that didn't know. Michael gave me a look, like, why is it like that? I need to explain. Oh, God. Because uh, <clears throat> one is for chocolate, one is for vanilla, but if you pour them at the same time, it's a swirl. Uh, You've never had soft serve, you cunt. I've had soft serve before. They used to serve it at Taco Bell. Ew. Yeah. You know why it was soft serve. Um, <laughs> I don't, I, Spider-Man is being shot in Atlanta for some reason. Yes, yeah, Sp- Spider-Man. Uh, Speederman. Spider-Man. Mr. Speederman. Speedo-Man. Speedo-Man is being filmed. Uh, I believe they said that they're going to film some of it in New York, and they're going to film a lot of it yeah, in Yeah, but like, Atlanta. what are they going to, like, what, exteriors? Are they going to composite it like they did in Avengers? Can Marvel and Sony, between the two of them, really not afford the New York Film Commission, well, which has gotten significantly lower than it has been in decades? And I mean, like, Amazing Spider-Man 2, the entirety of that movie was shot in New York. Yeah. I well, mean, and that made it movie. so much better. No, but the original Spider-Man's... 
Um, they, I, for some reason, they still fucked up the geography of New York, but... Yeah. They, they looked like New York. They looked like a very clean New York. It looked like a very clean, geographically wrong New York. What do you mean geographically wrong? What you know that nice residential street that's the same block as Times Square? No. Yeah. Wait, where in that movie was that, though? It was when Electro first turns and looks... That's Amazing Spider-Man 2. I'm talking about the first Spider-Man. I'm talking about the second one. No, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Oh, I'm not talking about those. Okay, I'm talking about Amazing Spider-Man 2 was filmed entirely in New York. Okay, good for them, but it still sucked. Really hardcore sucked. Well... I don't think the Sam Raimi films were filmed in New York, were they? I thought they were. I don't think they were. I think they were. They look like New York. I know the second one Some of the only movies that I could think of that actually look like New York. I know the second one wasn't. How do you know that? Because that above ground railroad scene looked nothing like New York. There's no place in New York that. Has well, that yeah, they're not gonna actually go to the fucking Chelsea High Line and be like, "We're gonna put a train here." Why they not? Can't. You could. No, you really couldn't though. It's a park, you fuck. You could have had it. Well, they filmed it. They filmed Amazing Spider-Man two in Chelsea, the High Line. Where? The filming of Spider-Man took place in Los Angeles. That's not New York? No. It looked like New York. Anyway. Whatever. Who fucking cares? I don't even want to see this new Spider-Man movie. I do. I feel like we'll finally get a good Spider-Man movie after... We've had When did Spider-Man 2 come out? Like 2004-ish? It'll be the first good Spider-Man movie in 11 years. Yeah, but no, it won't. Well, maybe, but like... It'll it's be not, better it's, it, than the other three Spider-Man right, movies. Right, it's, it's not going to be Amazing Spider-Man. But I just, the direction that they're going, I've seen that movie twice now. I don't need to see it again. I don't need high school Spider-Man. What you do need something interesting. In space Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man in space. I'll watch that with, with dinosaurs. But he has no oxygen tank, so the first five minutes is his body implodes? And the rest, the other... What is this stupid little British boy going to do in the Avengers? He looks, he looks like he's ten. Is he going to fight Thanos? Yeah, he's going to be like, Oh, I'm witty and I'm making puns and slinging and... That's exactly I'm going to shoot my web they've in your been, eye. They've essentially been making Spider-Man movies without Spider-Man for a decade now. And now that we actually finally get this Spider-Man with the witty quips and fun, I'm like, I'm done! <laughs> I don't care anymore! It's like I've eaten ice cream for the last 10 years and nothing in between. And you know what we get now? Chocolate ice cream. I'm like, no, it's cl- it's close enough to the fucking other shit that we've been eating. God, I don't want to see it. I don't like the kid that they got. I don't. You just don't like moles. Uh, or the English. As or the, or the English, as you've established. Yeah. Um... I think it is weird that they're doing English Spider-Man again. Why can't they cast American actors for anything? Well, I mean, they didn't cast American actors for any of the Batman movies. That worked out well. Uh, they only casted English actor about, like, for one Batman. No, I'm talking about the the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, well, the only one that I could honestly say... Um, Bane, you know the Spanish luchador? Well, yeah, but I think they could, they could have easily... Yeah, well, they made it an English Batman? character. See, English? I'm, no, here's Commissioner the thing about Gordon? Bane. English? Bane, listen, Bane was fine because he was English in the film. He had an English accent. 
Was that what that accent was? It was a thing. It was Good a weird accent. English people. But why do they have? Why do they have to cast English actors to play Americans? Because. Uh, As an American actor, I find it very offensive. Because. It's like welcome to Off Time Jive. We just got a British guy who does me now, <laughs> but he does it in American. It's, it's, why? What's the point? And Christopher Nolan, I see, because he's English himself, so he was casting people that he knew and had worked with before, and probably there's a whole ecosystem there that, like, he knows agents that cast these, whatever. But when you could just as easily get an American, I mean, think of the guy who played Spider-Man last time. Andrew Garfield? Mm, Yeah. Mm, He fucking sucked. Mm, He was awful. A lot of people like him, too. His American accent doesn't sound right. It sounds, I mean, even when he does the New Yorker accent, he sounds, it sounds English like- with an American accent, which is weird. Because I remember watching that first Spider Man movie and thinking, like, why does this seem so off? He has a very English type air to him, but he had an American accent. I'm like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> I just, every usually time that he, doesn't happen. They're his, very good at doing his, his New York accent kind of off-put me in the first one. Not so much the second one, because I feel well, like... Well, he didn't have a New York accent. He had, like, a general American kind of thing. No, he did the, hey, I'm walking here! Oh, did he try to In the that? first... Yeah, he... No, he did, hey, I'm swinging here! In the first one. That's so stupid. I don't even remember that. Yeah, it's right before he gets hit by a bus. You know, I, yeah, I block out most of that movie, come to think of it. But it's like... If it's, it's not as if there are no actors in America that could possibly play Spider-Man, so they had to go with Tom Holland. You know what I mean? Or is Ace of Butterfield? Like, why? What, what's Ace of Butterfield? I don't give a shit. He'd be even weirder. I'd like to see Ace of Butterfield. I can't believe it's not Butterfield. I don't want a 15-year-old Spider-Man. Jesus Christ. I'm coming to realize that I, I really don't want to see this movie. Before, I thought, like, I have no interest. But I'll go see it anyway. Now I kind of actively don't want to see the movie. Not because he's English, but for all kinds of reasons. I'm sure. Mostly it's because of the English. fucking mole. Well, it's not going to be there in the movie. Yeah. Heath Ledger was Australian. It's true. But, but, but yeah. I really, can you imagine if... The extent of Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is... What if someone is like, alright, you can use Spider-Man for one scene. And the whole scene is... He swings over... That's what it's gonna be in this movie. Captain Hold America on, there's another fucking sign. ...punches him in the face and it crushes his skull. You know, now that we're looking out the window... I've tried to stay away from these new Star Wars TV spots for a very long time now. It's playing out front of my goddamn window. Oh, yeah. Why are you just staying away from the TV spots? Who gives a shit? Because it it's starting to show footage. I mean, the very the trailers that J.J. Abrams and Disney released were very vague, and I really enjoyed that because it doesn't really give you a semblance of what the movie is actually about. But progressively, these TV spots have been revealing more and more footage, and not just more and more footage, but more and more information about what the plot is. How and do you I, know this? You've never seen them. I saw two of them, and I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't want to know that. What, what specifically, though? Uh, they were talking about Ray's family and how she's waiting for them. And then they started. Ray Shal Ghul. Ray Shal Ghul, yeah. And they started showing images like a stormtrooper fighting a lightsaber, which looks badass. A stormtrooper fighting a lightsaber? Yeah. Not like it was just a lightsaber. 
It was it was a standalone lightsaber. It's just it was a, on the ground. He walks in, it's and got he tries like, to punch it, and it cuts like, his arm off. It's got like little droid legs, and it just walks in. It's like do 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 do, and it pulls out a smaller lightsaber. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that sounds no, like the best but, TV spot ever. What the, the fuck but, are you but, saying? But there, there, there is, and actually, I saw this actually on a GIF on Twitter accidentally, where it was John Boyega. He has his lightsaber, and he walks up, and the stormtrooper has like a riot shield and a. What are those things called? The batons? But with the, the billy club? No, no, not the billy club, but with the... It looks like the letter T if someone amputated the T. Like a nightstick? Yeah. Um, he has like, a nightstick. What the police wear? Yeah. Or use? Or used to. Well, I, I saw a policeman with a billy club the other day. Yeah. Well, that's what they carry now. They carry nightsticks. They have, like, retractable... Clubs. No, no, no. I'm saying straight up billy club. Well, like, what does that mean? Like it was. Like it looked like a small baseball bat. Twelve inches bat? made of wood with le- with a really? leather thing and the yeah. Oh, you know what? They do carry those like the horseback cops. It wasn't horseback. Right here. Oh, he might not have been on his it's horse. Traffic. But why would a traffic cop have it? I don't know. So he could. Why would a horseback cop a... have it? I guess it's all arbitrary. <laughs> but I've seen them with that before, but it's I've only ever seen it like horseback cops. Um, but uh, why do they have those? Fucking no! Why? Why are there horse cops in there? <laughs> it's for the pictures. Yeah, that's got to be it. It's just a tradition now. Maybe like Central Park, but there's no there's no conceivable time when a horse is more effective than a motorcycle or a scooter or Unless a Segway you have to go upstairs. or roller skates. You don't take a horse upstairs? Why not? Can a horse not go upstairs? <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever in your life seen a horse try to go upstairs? I've never not, seen a motorcycle go upstairs. I'm not saying they can, but... Fucking guy from Shaun of the Dead. Dogs can't look up. What? No, You're it's right, nothing like that. Dead. It okay. a little yeah. like that. Everybody thinks horses can go upstairs. That's why they use them. Why the fuck can they not go upstairs? Have you... Oh, my God. I can't even believe we're having this discussion. <laughs> I feel like if you went to any, like, stable in the country and you were, like, to go up to the groom and be like, hey... Uh, can horses go upstairs? They just slap you on principle. They're like, what? I don't know, maybe, but why would you do that? <laughs> Who's going to take a horse up the stairs? Why would <laughs> In you what not? context would you ever do that? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm just picturing I don't like a horse. <laughs> As if they send in the fucking horse back. Like a 9-11 because the elevators weren't working. So <laughs> you don't fucking know. Of course I know. They <laughs> fucking do that. <laughs> this is the first movie we made. This is untold stories. Untold stories of 9-11. <laughs> it'll start with Donald Trump going, well, they weren't really nice buildings in the first place. And then it'll cut to a horse walking up the stairs. Well, in his defense, they were kind of boring looking. There's a horse walking upstairs, allegedly. Yeah, but th- that's like, he's walking up the stairs to a double-wide trailer. Is that a weight comment on the trailer? Yes. It's a you don't know, fat you don't know how trailer. obesity affects America. Yes, I do. And very poorly. <laughs> very adversely, Michael. <laughs> See, look, you can walk up fucking stairs. Fuck you. Put it's two it's two hooves on the bottom step. Yeah. I hardly call that walking upstairs. You saw the fucking Rudolph movie. Just put one foot in front as of soon as the we get other. Done with this goddamn thing. We're going to Central Park and asking one of those cops, "Hey, 
You ever take your horse up the fucking stairs? And then he's going to beat you with his fucking billy club because he's like, what a stupid question, you stupid fuck. Maybe it could happen, but no one would ever do that. No one would ever think Why to not? even try. It's just fucking stairs. What are stairs? Horses kryptonite or some shit? Yes. Siri, can horses go upstairs? Interesting question, my lord. Siri calls me my lord. It's a sex thing. Um, Is she not going to answer it? <laughs> That's it? That's all you have to say? You useless piece of shit. <laughs> it's like all the other relationships in your life. <laughs> That's all you have to say for yourself. You fuck. <sighs> But you know, technically speaking, by that logic, then horses should have horses should have no problem going upstairs because kryptonite doesn't exist now. Oh. Zack Snyder. Oh, kryptonite! So fuck coming. you. Didn't we see kryptonite in that trailer? Oh, we saw green substance, but then Zack oh, Snyder please, like that's not like, fucking kryptonite. It's silly party. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure. Come no, on. it's an emerald. It's Lex Luthor's birthstone. I don't fucking know. I don't write this shit. Sound like a salty little butthole right now. Your face is a salty little butthole. <sighs> Perhaps. Perhaps, my lord. So what do you have to do at eight? I have to work. Why did you say it like that? Like what? Like I have to work. You added an extra plosive at the end. Can't tell me what I say. Yeah, I've got to work. I've got to work. It was actually like almost a Japanese thing, like they put. I I worked. I had the duty I phone. I personally, I call it lazy tongue. I, I like. Had, <laughs> I had the duty phone, and I worked almost every shift the past six days. You go row. to sleep, you little snowflake. Because we're recording a fucking podcast. Well, not right now. I mean, just call out of work. It'd just be like, I haven't slept in six days. I might literally die. I'm so deprived of sleep, I think... I died of lack of sleep? Jesus. I am so deprived of sleep, I think it's reasonable that a police horseman would take his horse up the stairs. You don't know that it's not possible. I don't know that it's not possible, but I do know that it's not practical. Fucking dogs can go upstairs. What's the difference? I do not think that the reason there are still mounted police in New York City is because horses can go upstairs. I never said that was a sole reason. Exactly. Maybe this is a circumstance in which they do. Maybe this is a circumstance in which they have horses to go up fucking stairs because a cop car can't or a fucking motorcycle can't or you the police officers overweight. I, I don't fucking know. Have you ever seen an overweight uh, mounted policeman in the city? No. Neither have I. Seen a lot of overweight. I've seen plenty NYPD. of yeah, and pl- <laughs> plenty of overweight NYPD, but never one on horseback. That would be cruel and unusual to the horse. I God, can you imagine what it would be like to be a horse living in the city? You'd constantly just be like, "What the fuck is this? Oh my God! What kind of hell dimension do I live in?" It must be terrifying. I often think that just walking along the streets as a human. But that's just because it's fucking New York. Yeah. It's so crowded. It was super crowded today. Getting them Christmas crowds. Oh, that's right. It's Cyber Monday today. Wait, that doesn't make sense. Why would it be crowded? It's Cyber Monday. 
I don't think it has anything to do with... The whole point of Cyber Monday is the fact that you don't have to go outside. I don't think it has anything to do with Cyber Monday. It's like Monday. Black Friday, but you don't have to sacrifice your dignity. You get a lot of fucking tourists in the city when it's Christmas because they like to look at the lights, you fuck. It's not Christmas. When is it acceptable to say Happy Holidays? At what point in December is it... Never, because this is a Christian nation. You only say Merry Christmas, even when it's 4th of July. But, like, is it, is it, is it too soon for me to say Happy Holidays? Is it too late for me to say happy holidays? What's 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 the correct way to do this? My general rule of thumb is no one gives a shit, so I don't say it. Because I've never had somebody say Merry Christmas to me when it wasn't Christmas, and even on Christmas, where I'm just like, that brightened my day. I'm just like, oh, it's Christmas. Oh, people are talking to me. Eat a dick. <laughs> You're like, fuck, I gotta go buy Christmas presents. It's the 24th. Damn. Everyone's getting gift cards. No, I, God, I hate the holiday season. I really do. It's Christmas downstairs right now. It is. Got a big-ass Christmas tree. You got some country music playing that's singing about Christmas in New York, which is the most confusing thing. Which is I've... better than them playing Christmas carols on Thanksgiving, allegedly. They did. On Thanksgiving, when I came over to drop off leftovers from your auntie. Um... They were playing a song called Christmas in New York, and it was a country music song. So not only was it on Thanksgiving, but it was also a country music song about New York City and Christmas in New York City. I think it's, I think it's anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, but there's some, there's some hatred buried in there somewhere. <laughs> From the Moonies. Yeah. <clears throat> who still have a place in this building. This is where the what world headquarters What do you mean a place? Is. All well, the building. They own the building, I guess, yeah. Al Jazeera's also in here. This is true. My mom thought that was it a terrorist. Was terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, because, like, Al Jazeera. I'm like, you know what that is? She's like, I know it's a terrorist thing. And I'm like, you're going to let me move into a place where you think, like, <laughs> Al-Qaeda <laughs> operates in the open? <laughs> wow. You must really not care about me. <laughs> Did you have a response? No, she was halfway in the cab by then. She's like, get out! Oh, okay. At least she wasn't just like, well, yeah, basically. She's like, get out. I'm like, I live here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care where you go, but you can't stay here. Like, You're my mother. <laughs> oh. No, there's siren, guys. Listen to that. And this one's real loud. This one's got a auga attached to it, like an old... 1920s jalopy. Tilapia? Yes, like a fish. Oh. Like a fish. Not a fucking fish. <sighs> Son of a bitch. But, do we have anything else? No, we didn't have anything to begin with. Passing comments, thoughts, concerns. You know what's funny is we only talked about the trailer. That was our one thing, and we got through an hour and a half. This is true. Initially, when we were like, what are we going to talk about? I, I asked, what are we going to talk about? And you're like, yeah, it'll be conversational. We'll get through it. If it involves screaming, yes, I'm sure we did. Mm -hmm. Why, that's not how you converse? Normally. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hawaii must be a relaxing place. For you know me, it is. You know what I had the other day because I brought you those leftovers with the, the, the spam sushi? I ordered spam sushi. Spam, spam what is it? Masubi? Musubi. Musubi. Oh, it's like omasubi. I get it. I get it's a pun. Like omasubi, like the it's like onigiri and other stuff that you wrap in rice. Right. 
That's just a general term for that. And they're saying spam musubi because they're just taking the om. It's like spam. It's a pun, Michael. It's a pun. I know so much more about your native culture. Than you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those things that like yeah, it's whatever. Sure. Yeah. It's good. You don't know nothing. It is good. That spam shit. It's really good. Did she make some? No, she didn't. No, I ordered it. There's a like a Hawaiian Japanese restaurant um, a couple blocks from me. What? Yeah. I finally have reason to go up there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they put spam in a lot of stuff. It's delicious. It is. That and it's cheap. That oh, yeah, you it's can dispose of bodies in it and you would never know. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it's mostly human flesh. Which is, well, because they say that human flesh tastes like pork. Yeah. Spam is supposed to be pork. It's allegedly pork. Just like how McDonald's allegedly serves 100% all-white meat chicken. It's not even true. It's not even remotely true. <laughs> God, you ever bitten into a chicken nugget that had, like, something else in it? Like a fingernail? No, it's not like a fingernail, but it'll have, like, a chewy part, like a tendon or something got mixed in. Yeah. It's, it's disturbing. That's, that's actually not a tendon. That's an ear. Yeah, whatever. Whatever it is, it's just not. I get a tendon, ear, it's all, it's all gross. I spit it out anyway. No, it tastes fine if you eat it with barbecue sauce and... It's all pink in the dark. Don't chew. Swallow. Swallow chicken nuggets whole. Some of them are shaped like boots. It's because it's the chicken foot. That's why I get the toenail in it. Mm -hmm. I think my roommate's mom is staying with us tonight. Which went there when I left. I had to clean the apartment. Because my roommate didn't want to do it. She cleaned, She said she was going to do the kitchen and the hallways, and then she cleaned the countertops. <laughs> that was it. You're just taking all the She's dirty like, shit. Yeah, she, well, she was like, if you just clean, like, clean, you clean the bathroom, and I'll take the kitchen and the hall. Because that's, like, basically, we have our rooms, then we have, like, the kitchen, which is the basically the living room, because it's a tiny apartment, and uh, just, just a giant hallway. Um, so she's like, I'll take that part, you just clean the bathroom. And so I did that, and then she cleaned the countertops, and that was it. So, honestly, the kitchen's not all that clean. I didn't do, like, the floors. I did clean the floors around the table. This is so interesting for a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure just picturizing this fucking apartment layout. We're going to win a fucking award for this episode. (laughs) Fuck you, cereal. But my bedroom is a fucking disaster right now. I'm... Sure it is. There's not a doubt in my mind. At least it doesn't smell like sardines anymore, That's though. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Thank God for that. But Laura's room is worse. <laughs> I'm sure Gian's room is worse. Smell. No, sure Gian's Gian. actually extremely cleanly. Well, he's not here to. Well, he's organized. But he's not here to what? Defend himself when exactly. I said so I just let's, gave him a compliment? Shit on him. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Gian, yeah, he's disgusting. He's an awful human being. No, he's a lot like you in that regard. His room's always like immaculate, and it surprises me because where do you find the time? Because I just don't care. Well, you shit on your floor. Not true. Like, I don't have, like, it's not, I just, I'm not an organized person at all. That's a sign of creativity and intelligence. And so, laziness. Yeah, that too. So, what I'm saying is, you have low IQ, you have no creativity, and you're a horrible person. Can't argue there. No. 
No, Einstein said that, and everything he said was true. That I'm a horrible person? person. (laughs) Specifically? That's what E equals MC squared. That's what it means. It means E, I don't know what that stands for, but equals Michael Holler, and then the C is is a cunt (laughs) squared. (laughs) You're like a cunt times a cunt. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. Yeah, get out of my house. I mean, my name is Tyler Pino. My name is Michael Holler. Get out of my house.